Hey y'all, this is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crimology. This is episode 35, um, and so we're back and ready. That's 35, right? <laughs> you gave me a look. I thought I named my audio track wrong. No, we're good. Keep going. <laughs> episode 35. <laughs> Great behind the scenes look in our life right now. He always looks at me like, nope. And I'm like, yes, it is. Um, Sam was right for once today. <laughs> okay. Anyways, episode 35. Um, so we're just going to jump right into it. Um, at this point, I always talk about where I came across this case. And yet again, dun, dun, dun. this is a case from TikTok. <laughs> um, I found that there was a video I saw and it was talking about Stockholm Syndrome. And this is when a victim forms like an emotional bond with their captor. Um, and the video talked about this case in particular we're covering and how some people can even use Stockholm Syndrome to help them escape. And so this is one of those cases that this girl uses this in her advantage. So we're talking about Elizabeth Schaff, who was 14, living in Logoff, South Carolina, when she was kidnapped by a 36-year-old named Vincent. September 6, 2006, Elizabeth was walking home after getting off her school bus when Vincent came up behind her dressed as a police officer. He handcuffed her and told her she was under arrest and led her deep in the woods near the area. Um, I think the reason he said like he was arresting her was for drug charges. Um, but like he was not like there was not a car in the area. There was not like a police car in the area. So he handcuffs her and then walks her into the woods. That's like right there by the area. So already, I, me, being Elizabeth, I'd be like, where are we going? Like, okay, time out. This is something right. is very much not right here. So he takes her in the woods and basically just walks her in circles until she becomes disoriented and then leads her to his trailer home. He then strips her naked and puts her in a bunker he made in the ground right next to his trailer. So in the bunker was a homemade toilet, a propane tank for cooking, a small bed, and a battery-operated TV. So we have pictures of the bunker, and we'll post those on social media so you can go look at them there. But obviously, as you can imagine, the bunker is not clean. So first off, it's filled with leaves. It's built in the dirt so it's nothing but dirt there's sticks there's tons of trash canned food everywhere and then vincent also put pornography and kept a taser more handcuffs and guns down there as well hmm right okay then so it's almost i mean i wouldn't call it like a doomsday situation um but it's a doomsday situation like type of bunker. Like, it's almost like he tried, you know, in case. Um, but, so for the next 10 days, Elizabeth is kept in this bunker where she is raped multiple times a day. So as soon as Elizabeth didn't make it home from the bus, her parents immediately call police to report her missing. But at first, her case was just looked at as a runaway case, and so police really aren't giving as much effort to the case um, from the very beginning. 
So while people are outside looking for Elizabeth, she's sitting in this bunker. When she realizes that no one is going to find her unless she does something and helps herself out. So she figures out that she needed to get Vincent to trust her and make him believe that she wanted to be there. And this is how she was going to get away. So over time, she did this and she got Vincent to trust her. So at first, she's chained by the hands, the neck, and the feet all to the wall. But over time, Vincent starts to take chains off, first starting with her feet, you know, then her hands and working up to her neck. As he felt more comfortable with her, he starts taking all these chains off. The trust really starts building when Vincent allowed Elizabeth to play games on his phone while he sat right next to her. Then one day, he falls asleep and she uses his phone to text her mom. So she texts her mom, basically just describing the location she was at, saying, you know, where I where the bus drops me off, we went into the woods, walked around a little bit, but we're somewhere over here. So when Elizabeth's mom receives the text, she immediately calls police and they start searching the area where the phone was last pinged. So the police were also able to identify who the owner of the phone was very quickly. So they at least knew who to look for, but they weren't sure how to find him. So he's pretty much the only one in this wooded area. And so they know he's in this area of the woods, but it's still a vast area. So that's when they start looking. So after some time, police made the decision to release information to the public and ask for their help. So when the news broke about Elizabeth's kidnapping, Elizabeth and Vincent were sitting next to each other in the bunker watching TV together. Is it, wouldn't that just be the ultimate, like... Worst situation to be in ever. I mean, first off, you're kidnapped, which is the worst situation to be in. But then you're sitting next to the person who kidnapped you while his picture is being displayed on TV. And he's like, you did it. Like, there's nobody else that could have done it. This is almost something that, like, you would see, like, on a TV show or in a movie. Literally. Because it's just like, I mean, it's just like, Here, here's your face on TV. <laughs> no. And, you know, most of the time, if you end up on TV, most of, like, probably 80% of the time, it's not, not for a bad thing. Right. But then here's but your this... picture and my picture up on the TV, and it's like, Golly. hey, this guy kidnapped her. Help us out. Like, there's, you're like, shoot. And so Elizabeth said that Vincent became very angry, and she was scared that this was going to be the moment when he killed her. Instead, Vincent asked Elizabeth for advice on what to do. So Elizabeth told him that he should just leave and just run away. That if the police caught him, he'd go to jail immediately. So he took her advice and he left her there. But then it took Elizabeth a little bit because you don't want to be like, okay, yeah, you leave. I'll follow right behind you, buddy. So she waits until the next day to make sure that he really is gone. And then she leaves the bunker And she runs into the woods, screaming for help. And then it just so happens that a police officer heard Elizabeth screaming and he was searching that area and then came to help her and brought her immediately to the hospital. 
So when Vincent was finally found, he pled guilty immediately, so he didn't have to go to trial, and was sentenced to 421 years in prison with no chance of parole. Wow. I know. That is, that's pretty crazy that he only got that for just, I mean, I know there was more stuff involved with it, but only one like he only kidnapped one person and that many years for one person right because we've seen them before in the past of where like they're just barely you know they kidnap you know five people and they get 50 years or something like right, that right right so that's good job south carolina i know good job for good for you elizabeth's parents though said that this sentence was not enough and they felt like the death penalty needed to be issued I'm sorry, Elizabeth's parents. I didn't read far in that in the script. Um, we'll join. I'll join you in that now. I, I guess I don't know. Um, May third, however, of this year, 2021, Vincent died in prince in prison. Um, no cause of death has been released yet, and up until this morning, still no cause of death has been released. Um, there's also a Lifetime movie if you want to watch those movies it's called girl in the bunker um and so that's a little bit of stockholm syndrome and this is a little bit of how you could use stockholm syndrome to your advantage and not to be confused or so i'm giving you a shout out here to be confused with the stockholder syndrome <laughs> i did think of lorsa when i found this case that's a that's a good little plug from our was that our season finale i think it was i, I think don't know so. One of those episodes, just go back and listen to the whole first season again, and then you can find out which one it was. Um, that's a, a little callback for, for Lorsa. Um, but yeah, that's episode 35. Thank you, TikTok, for pretty much giving me every single case for season two. Season um, two, brought to you by TikTok. <laughs> Sponsor us. Waiting for, um. waiting for that TikTok money to come in. <laughs> um. But now we're going to take a little break, we're, uh, and then we'll be back with Stephen's Corner. That's not what it's called. All right, now we are back, and we're going to jump into our case of the week. This is pretty much Stephen's time to shine, and so Stephen does whatever case he wants to do for the week. Well, Sam, I'll tell you, the batteries, uh, they're not as charged up this week, so the, the shine the shine is a little bit down this week. So we're, we're, we're going back to an original here. We're going back to Florida Man, uh-huh. but with a twist. Um, so if you were to, I, I'm going to, we're going to throw back to season one here. If you were to own any type of car... What kind of car would you want to get? This is a hard question. Um, I'm either a truck or like a really fast. I don't even know. Like a like a Lamborghini La- Lambo. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Well, this Florida man had other ideas. Uh, so this actually comes from North Carolina, actually. This is this is where the twist comes in. But here's the headline. A Florida man steals reporter's car, crashes it into North Carolina police cruiser amid manhunt. <laughs> um, a man who stole um, a TV news car, mm-hmm. crashed it head-on into a police cruiser. 
Um, Marcus Brown, uh, 19, was one of four men that was on the run from cops in Pittsburgh on um you know, and then, well, wow, words are hard right now. I'm going to make a hard It's 9 p.m. Uh, yeah, words are hard. And I've already recorded. Okay. Marcus Brown, 19, was one of four men on the run from cops in rural Pittsburgh in North Carolina. Um, they He actually came up to a reporter and a photographer from WRAL and offered a wad of cash for a ride to a gas station, the TV reported. Uh, the reporter, Keenan Willard, said that um, both of the n- news units um, said that basically they couldn't uh, give them a ride because he didn't have station ID. So uh, <laughs> that was really just an excuse um, right. to f- for them to hope that they would just get them away. Um, uh, Willard went on to say he, said he, he seemed to agree and started walking away. <laughs> they said he just lunged into my car, jumped in the front seat, and peeled up out of there. Wow! And he said we were both in shock, as they should be. Uh, yeah. Um, a, a nearby cop ended up giving chase to Brown, uh, which found himself in the second car chase of the day. Uh, this one only lasted five minutes before he slammed um, into that police car. That's what I was gonna ask when you uh, said the first sentence. I was like, did he like? Was that on purpose that, like, the police oh, cruiser no. was there? No, no, no. Dang. Um, but they were, uh, they originally uh, tried, you know, originally trying to get pulled over for doing 94 in a 65. Wow. Sam, I know you go at least 80 in a 65 <laughs> everywhere no. you go. Mom, I do not. <laughs> and hey, don't sh- go that fast. Listen, there was one time we were going to Tulsa. Okay. That's when... (laughs) And you went 90. But the speed limit's 85. No, it's not. No. Okay, 80. It's 80. (laughs) But the part where it slows down and goes to 65, you were still going 90. Anyways, mom, that's not true. Michelle, we'll talk to you later about this. (laughs) Um, So Ben was charged with stealing the car, fleeing, and possession of a weapon of mass destruction. Wow. Dang. So, you know, I saw that one. I Did just, you say North Carolina? Yeah, they were actually in North Carolina, but they were those guys were from Florida originally. Oh, okay, okay. I see what so, you're saying. So, Florida man with a twist this week. Wow. I'm There's just, the Carolinas for you. I'm just letting you know, I've missed Florida man. <laughs> it brings, like, hearing cases like this, it's like, I'm not as bad as I thought I was. You know, like. But you still do 90. Anyways, whatever. 65. All right, that's episode 35. <laughs> um, like always, you can follow our social medias. We're growing numbers by the day on our Instagram, so hey-o. Um, we're almost at 4,000 listens. I almost said views. Um, Sam, I'm so proud of you. We'll play the, we'll play the cheer music. <laughs> 4,000 listens um, with 35 episodes. That's wild to think of so thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for supporting um we've still got our email at crimeologypod at gmail.com that you can email suggestions to if you don't follow us on instagram go follow us on instagram because we're growing numbers um but yeah 
And if you like our podcast, if you're listening to us, share it with your friends, people you think will like it, or even if they don't like it, make them listen to at least one episode. Right. (laughs) It helps. (laughs) Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much. And like always, this is Sam. This is Steven. And this is Grimology. Grimology.